Welcome to the Spirit Pathways podcast. I am Kate Sprickley. Our podcasts offer raw, honest and authentic conversations on a number of topics that we hope you find informative and inspiring. So welcome back to the Spirit Pathways podcast. It's been a while since we, we've uh, done a podcast, just lots of things happening. And as I'm sure you're all experiencing, the world is changing and things are, are heating up. So I've got with me Matt, who um, those of you from the, the community that are listening will remember Matt. Um, he is my cousin and he is visiting South Africa from Colorado, where he lives in, in the States. And we're quite excited because very soon I'm going to be in North America, closer. Um, so we, we're pretty excited to yeah, be closer it's be together. Awesome. It's going to be good. <laughs> Matt is a, a medita- meditation and, and yoga teacher. So we both work in, in the same realm, in the same field. Um, for those of you that have done our meditation course, you would have seen how, how well we work together. Um, and for those of you who haven't done the meditation course, go and have a look at the website under courses. It's there. All easy to download and, and access. Um, and yeah, just thought we'd have a conversation about resilience, really, um, mm-hmm. which is something we're all being challenged to to develop and hone as uh, things are. I suppose we've been challenged for the last two years, particularly, and those challenges are changing, but they're still there, um, and we are having to learn to be resilient and to manage ourselves in, in a better way. So maybe you want to, I don't know, give a little bit of insight into your resilience and how you've had to learn resilience. Yes. Yeah, this topic actually came up, I think, because Kate and I have been you know, talking about what it was like to move uh, to a new place, especially moving, I think, from somewhere like South Africa, which is, um, I think that the rules of engagement in South Africa are very well set, Uh, you know, sort of where you belong in your family and how you belong in society is very much kept in almost that old British colonial style. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think my experience of moving to America, of of leaving that behind was both liberating, but I think also surprisingly difficult. Um, And I think it came down to actually at the time having a lack of resiliency. or believing that what I had in my mind was enough to get me through whatever I would face or go through. And I think realizing that my resiliency didn't always reside up here. (laughs) It resided in other places. And I think, you know, as Kate and I are talking about her move overseas, just understand, you know, and and noticing the people around us and the people we work with, as Kate mentioned, I, I do also teach meditation and have a few people I've worked with where this topic has come up that, you know, as the world is changing and shifting and as energies are moving, we do need to have this sort of resilience, this ability to sort of roll with the punches um, and not take everything too deeply or suffer too much as a result uh, because it actually limits us mm-hmm. in our ability to continue our work, to be of service to our communities, our families, you know, whatever we're being called to do. 
Um, and I think especially those of us who are interested in these spaces and working on ourselves and working on our spiritual being and working on our, uh, you know, emotional self, there's a vulnerability there that opens up when we do that work. Mm -hmm. And I think um, there can be a sense of a, a loss of resiliency when actually what we're doing is developing mm -hmm. it. Um, but I think initially there's that first fear of just feeling like I'm so open, I'm so vulnerable, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I, I think it's it's something that we're both feeling is very topical and I think the world in general it's a you know and, and it is like all the other things in these practices it's like a muscle you know that you just got to keep sort of training and flexing and, and leaning into and and um, I would love to yeah we just thought it'd be such a nice topic to to explore. Yeah now I was mentioning earlier that um, I've started doing uh, uh, morning swims in the ocean um, and I did start in summer, so you know I didn't, I didn't I didn't go in in the middle of winter. But now it's winter time here, and and the ocean's pretty chilly. And I've kept going every day, getting into the into the sea and and um, immersing myself in that cold water. And and I think it's been an unconscious preparation, you know, getting myself and my body ready for this big change and this big move. Um, and and maybe also getting ready for the cold. Yes. And let me say, Kate has been getting me to swim with her a few times as we've been here. And uh, so I didn't get to learn swim in the summer and in transition. I've just gone straight into the ice cold water. But it's fantastic. And I think that's such a good yeah. analogy of um, exactly that coming, you know, stepping into spaces where we're not comfortable um that we know are not going to be comfortable um but being able to stay there even just for a moment to just hold it just for a moment and then let go and step back i think it does it builds the sort of it's never i have a, a teacher who once said it's never as bad the second time around mm. right and that can kind of go for anything you know but yeah once you've dived into the freezing cold water like the next day you kind of remember what that was like mm. so it's never as bad and actually the you know what's fascinating for me is that you know getting into that water it's like you know i think Fuck, what am i doing <laughs> <laughs> you know this is freezing and breathing deeply and waiting for everything to go numb and you know then eventually getting in and just you know going under those waves and and actually when i get out you just feel so alive it's mm. it's like everything is just alive and it's it's you actually want to go back in it's, you don't yeah. you know you want to say okay well now i can go back in there because actually i feel so incredible and i and i kind of have started to realize that that, that this is also you know, as 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 difficult as change can be, it is what keeps us feeling alive because mm. it gets us to engage in new experiences. It gets us to to find new opportunities. Um, it gets us to 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 push ourselves to places that we don't necessarily go to. So we we forget that we even have these places and we're capable of these things. Yeah. Um, and so there's a level of excitement that comes with the with change rather than the fear that we've almost been conditioned to feel around change because we have a bad experience of, of one change, which has therefore programmed us or conditioned us to believe that, okay, ch change is bad. Yes. When actually change is not good, you know, not bad. It's actually a really good thing because it's, we have to evolve, we have to grow, we have to change. Otherwise, we become stagnant, life becomes boring. Um, 
And I think that's probably my worst thing is life is boring. Yeah. Definitely can't have a boring life. <laughs> no, otherwise, why are we here? Right? <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think that, you know, that's such a, I love that. I love that idea and a point of, of change. It's like, you know, in our, in our world, in our reality, like everything is changing all the time. Even if we feel, you know, our bodies are changing, we're aging, like literally in the moment, like cells are being born and dying. Like, you know, the physical self sitting here is not the physical self who was born, right? These, my bones have reformed, my skin has reformed, my hair has changed color, my eyes have changed color. You know, we're, we're constantly in this flow of change just because we're physical beings in a changing universe. So I think it's it's interesting that I think when we actually step out of change, when we become attached to stability and concepts like that, we're actually moving kind of away from the natural mm. flow, mm. away from our, our natural states. And I think exactly that, like being adaptable to move with the seasons, being adaptable to move with the changing uh, stages of life, that sort of thing. And I think we we probably notice this with people that we like, like, you know, the people we love and revere, it's often these people who are able to just be in the moment and be, be who they are right there mm -hmm. and then um, unflustered mm -hmm. by the change that is really occurring around us all the time. It's mm -hmm. just a question of what we focus on, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, exactly. And also to be able to, I, you know, it was something that came up in one of the Sunday sessions recently or, or one of our Wednesday check-in sessions um, was this, you know, someone mentioned how, you know, the, the world, there's so much in the world that is collapsing. Governments are collapsing. Um, you know, here in South Africa, we've got the electricity grid that is collapsing. Uh, you know, there are places where things used to run smoothly and there was water and power and all these things. And now they're not, you know, I heard recently last week that Australia are experiencing problems with, with their electricity grid and having blackouts. And um, I know in the States, parts of the States, you know, they're, they're also struggling and, and people are freaking out about all of these things. And, and yet, you know, if, we, if we're following a path of, of personal growth and, and consciousness, um, or, or a spiritual path, you know, we understand that we're in this time where there is massive change happening. It's not just on an individual level, but it's on a collective level, and it's in it's a it's a it's a reality shift, and it means that the things that used to work are not going to work anymore. Mm. You know, the things that we thought were stable and predictable and secure are no longer stable, predictable, or secure. But instead of falling into the fear of it, we actually need to move into the space of celebrating it. So every time something goes wrong, celebrate it as a thing that is falling away, an old program, an old condition, an old way of living or being that is falling away, that's giving us the opportunity to find something new, to initiate something new, to bring something new into form. We know that we cannot continue to live the way that we have lived, we have living, but because you know, we're not going to kill the planet, but we're certainly going to kill ourselves. And, yes. you know, we're going to wipe out humanity's existence if we continue to live on the earth the way that we have been doing. So things like electricity and all of these ways that we become, uh, these things that we become so dependent on have to change. Um, and if we can step out of that fear and choose to embrace the change, choose to celebrate the change, choose to move into that joy of what is new and what is possible, 
then we trigger that that resilience in a positive way. You know, it doesn't become mm. a trauma response, yes. which is, I think, you know, both in, you and I have discussed that about, you know, coming out of our family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where there's an incredible amount of trauma. Um, yes. there, there's, you know, trauma, resilience has become a trauma response. Yes. You know, we've had to, we've learned to be resilient through pain and suffering. But now, you know, certainly for me, I'm consciously choosing to to make sure that my move to Canada is going to be one that is celebrated and and a joy rather than a response to trauma, a Mm. response to pain. I don't want it to be a response to pain. I want it to be a response to joy. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know that's also the shift that we've got to we've got to move into, so that not only is our mind engaged in the process in a positive way, but the body supports it. Yes, and I think that's I love that because you know I think that it's quite literally that it's like a it's a perspective mm. thing. Mm. Um, you know, selecting the perspective that you want to view that disintegration as right mm. because just to your point there's opportunity that lies in there mm. there's and and really like i think how you approach that defines literally what comes of it right like mm. with creativity mm. it's like a mm. it's almost like the the epitome of creativity you're being produced with an opportunity where there's now a gap right a lack of where there yes. was one something yes. now there's nothing and either we could be afraid of that lack or that gap or we could, to your points here, as an opportunity mm. to recreate, to mm. re-navigate, to rethink, mm. to re-strategize. Um, and that can be an incredibly empowering and very, very fun experience, mm. right? Like, mm. yes, the power's off, but like, what do we do? And already we're seeing it here, right? Mm. Like with, I mean, I was at the, the rugby yesterday and they were talking about how, you know, every single piece of trash collected at the rugby is going to be used to make bricks, plastic yes. bricks to build yeah. homes. And, yeah. you know, just little moments like that where someone, one man's trash is now like, oh, I see an opportunity here. You know, and I don't think we would have ever got to that mm. point if it hadn't been for things like mm. the power grid failing. Mm. Things, you know, people start mm. to get creative and think of mm. opportunity. But I think so many of us now, we've, we, we have such, to your point, trauma and fear responses mm. that that's rather where we end up. I'm afraid now because mm. what was once predictable and knowable is no longer. Mm. Yeah. And I, I must say that, that that's one of the things that I, I love about South Africa and South Africans is that, that we have this capacity to find solutions where you think there are none. Uh, you know, I mean, who, who came up with the idea to use trash to build houses you, you know it's yeah. it's and, and it's happening you know 10 years ago i was involved in a a government um uh project where we were we were training young people between the ages of 18 and 35 around alternatives to to building so things like um you know using trash to build houses um you know helping <clears throat> to create awareness of the need to look after our water systems mm. and to alleviate the, the 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 litter um particularly in our water systems um you know to alternatives to electricity all of these sort of things we were engaged in training these people and these guys all came out of um came out of uh, 
um, our townships, you know, they were underprivileged and 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 came out of the, the those environments, and so they they had no real education beyond a very basic school primary school education. A lot of them hadn't finished high school, they weren't um, they'd not done no tertiary education, and it was it was it was amazing to see how they engaged. And it was we did it over twelve weeks, and we worked with a different group every single week. And each group, there would be a couple of people that would come up with solutions, like really creative solutions for what they could do in their community. I mean, one of the things was, you know, just planting the seed of the idea of, of why we need green spaces, mm. you know, and how important trees are and how you could actually grow your own food. You know, just those what we think are really simple, logical things to, we're, we're not because these guys live in survival they, they they haven't got the capacity to think beyond how do i survive through this moment hmm. um but to 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 plant these seeds and to get them to see how uh, getting to see how they grasp them they they would grasp them and then figure out how do i bring this into my community hmm. you know to be able to recycle um to be able to 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 look at how do I get my community to buy into building a veggie garden? And how do I get my community to buy into the fact that we need trees? I mean, this is going to give us oxygen. This is going to purify our air. This, you know, all these things. They were like, and it was amazing to see how they took them on and they they, they were enthusiastic and excited about them rather than, oh, you know, this is just another problem that we're waiting for someone else to, to, to fix. Yeah. They felt empowered enough to be able to start doing things for themselves and to be able to go back to their communities and pass that knowledge on. And, and I think that's, you know, feeling a sense of empowerment is also what we are needing in these times. Because along with the resilience, we need to have that sense of, actually, I am in control of my own life and my own destiny. I can sit back and wait for a government to fix everything for me, or I could sit back and wait for someone else to come up with the solutions. But actually, we're all responsible for ourselves. We're all responsible for our communities. And we need to learn to re-engage again. Yeah. Um, and in order to do that, we do need to feel that sense of empowerment and, and to take that power back that we have given away to our governments and 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 to the so-called leaders, because as we've been seeing certainly in the last two years, they're failing us miserably. Yeah. And I, I mean, that, you know, that's, and, and I think you nailed something else there, like, right, like, so spot on. It's that, you know, this idea that we, we, A, we can be creative, we can be excited, we can be problem solvers in that space, but also this idea of like just doing something, mm. you know, like mm. just the, you know, mm. even if it's just trying something that fails. And I think it's also this, like we always see, and I think this is largely a training in, in, that we get in like kind of Western ways of thinking is like, we see failure more than we see opportunity. Yeah. And often opportunity exists alongside failure, right? You have to kind of fail at something a few times to like mm -hmm. get it right mm -hmm. or find the right. And I mm -hmm. think to, you know, like when you're talking about like these communities and stuff, that's largely what happens, right? You try and fix this problem. It doesn't work the first time, but so many of us would be like destitute mm -hmm. after that. Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's broken. It's never going to be fixed again. We haven't built that resiliency mm -hmm. of just mm -hmm. being able to say, let's try again. Mm -hmm. Didn't work. Cool. What can we, what do we do different this mm -hmm. time? How do we approach this slightly mm -hmm. differently you know and i think it's you know that that work can also and i think you know you were saying this about moving to canada 
can also be, you can sort of flip that paradigm and look within yourself in a very similar way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yes, you're going to try and, you know, fix things and change things with yourself. It's not always going to be the right thing, mm-hmm. the first thing that you try. No. You know, it's like a, it's a process of learning and coming to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you were saying earlier about this idea of like resiliency living, like within mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's not this thing that comes from, external forces mm-hmm. that prop you up like mm-hmm. governments or your society mm-hmm. or even your home or the mm-hmm. things you mm-hmm. own right it's, it's kind of got to come from like within mm-hmm. you, you know? and also you know the other thing that I always think of is is not is challenge not a mirror for opportunity mm-hmm. you know are they not a mirror of each other you know mm-hmm. we it just depends on perspective and how we look yes. at it you know if we're seeing a challenge we can be overcome by that challenge we can choose to be overcome by that challenge and say well I can't do this and I can't change it and so that's the way it's going to be or we can say well this is an opportunity for me to find a solution or to find a way around it um and again it's another reason why I do love South Africans because we do manage to do there's actually a weird South African saying that kind of fits this right like how do you eat an elephant bite by bite (laughs) yeah exactly you know it's like you could never eat you know but it's like you kind of just got to start somewhere Somewhere. and just chip away at whatever that 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 thing is just piece by piece you know it's never going to be and I think that you know in that there's also this idea like you were saying of perspective challenge versus opportunity you know I think also when we're doing something big like we're moving towards something or change is happening around us to us you know I think there is this moment of where we could also be the the passive, mm. right? We could, mm. you, you know, that again, I like, saw so the person seeing the challenge mm. sits back in sort of like awe of the, the massive thing in front of them that they feel like maybe they, they can't or they're not sure how mm. to face. But opportunity is kind of the opposite, mm. right? You step mm. into action, mm. you step into the space of let's do, mm. let's try, mm. let's, mm. what could this be? What could happen? Mm. So it is, it's this, uh, you know, there's an energetics to that too that I think is really interesting. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think, I mean, geez, look at what we've gone through in the last two years and what we've overcome. Yeah, you know, it's possible. Yeah, no one, no one could see that the the world and heart was going to end up after COVID hit us. No. Um, we survived. Some people didn't, but that was also their destiny. Yeah, you know, um, and no one said the lessons would be easy to learn. You know? No one said this <laughs> this earth school was going to be a breeze. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We didn't get that memo. No, I, I, I think I, I thought I did get the memo. I just didn't read the fine print. <laughs> the fine print was there's going to be a lot of hardship and suffering. Yeah. Yeah. But you can overcome it. Exactly. I mean, and I think that's, that's and we were sort of saying you know like yeah this idea but it's it's never as hard Mm. the second time Mm. you know and I think that's that's also something I think that that is almost like a trauma response is the belief that it'll always be this way Mm. or these things will always happen this way like irrespective of what I do or what I try Mm. it's always going to play out in the same way and I think also stepping out of that mindset lends a bit of resiliency you know 
that if we're open to the fact that this could be different this time, mm. like it doesn't have to be the same way it's always mm. been, that that actually resides in some level with us mm. and how we see it mm. and how we view it and how we approach it. Um, you know, there's also some liberty in that, mm. you know, to, to feel that freedom, to experience it in a new way, in mm. a different way, mm. to not have that, that fear response of it's always going to be like this um because to your point like we could never have imagined COVID mm. we could never have imagined the post-COVID world mm. so to do those sort of exercises is kind of futile mm. at the time mm. you know it's almost like we're saying sort of better to develop mm. this resiliency to roll through those mm. moments to get to the mm. other side to see what it's mm. like mm. rather than just continually projecting mm. and imagining and you know like yeah catastrophizing mm. which we're mm. so good at now mm. I mean, we're trained in it like you were saying right yeah we're brilliant at it <laughs> Oh, and, and also, you know, I think also part of that resilience training, I suppose, is is recognizing what are our trauma responses, mm. you know, because we've all got them. You know, there are very few people that haven't had some trauma of some kind, um, you know, and, and what are the resulting behaviors or thinking that have come through through that trauma if we don't start to develop an awareness of ourselves and an awareness of what those trauma responses are we're actually never going to move beyond that mm. you know we're never going to push through onto that other side which is the joy and the excitement of change mm. we're just going to stay on the other uh, on this side where there's the fear and the resistance yes and by now we all should know that resistance is futile. You know, we're, we're being pushed, whether we like it or not, you know, energetically, spiritually, cosmically. I mean, everything is... is Moving. Yeah. You know, it's like you, we have to move and we have to move with it. Mm. And the less we, we, we do that and the more resistance we have, the harder and more difficult the, the, the challenges become. Um you know, so if I, I often think of that, like, you know, resistance, I often like think of it as like holding onto a rope, right? Like the rope is moving, the rope is being pulled really, really fast. And if you grip it, right, you're going to get bad rope burn, right? It's better to just let go, like let the rope move, yeah. you know what I mean? Move with yeah. it rather than yeah. these moments of trying to hold on to wherever we are, yeah. whatever's happening right now. Like, and I think especially it's hard when we have something good mm. because we're also used to losing things. And there's mm. this narrative mm. of loss that we become attached mm. to. And I think there's this, like, if I have something, I want to hold on mm. to it, right? When actually the instinct should be to just let it, mm. let let it, it be. Go. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. And surrender it, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a feeling, a thing, a relationship. A, yes an experience or, you know, just surrender into it, to lean into whatever it is that's being asked of us. And it's, yeah, you know, one of the things that I'm fascinated about is, you know, people keep saying to me, it's really brave what you're doing. Uh, really brave. Like, brave? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, maybe. Brave, I don't know. Yeah. You know, and, and, and like, what is brave? What is brave? Yeah. I'm like, why? why? You know, well, you're giving up everything. I'm not giving up anything. Yeah. But you they're know? talking about this, yeah. right? The space. I'm not giving up anything, you know. But but it's it's amazing to see how people are so attached to stuff mm. and to things and to you know, this it can all be replaced. Yeah. Thankfully, hopefully. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> 
Canada. I hope you have furniture. Um, <laughs> we'll make some. Yeah, we'll make some. <laughs> Opportunity for <Yeah>. creativity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, it's really weird to see how people are so attached to to where they are and, 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 and what they have. And how truly happy are they? And you were saying that these are weights, Ooh. you know, like every single thing that we carry with us, right? And that's really what we're doing, right? We're carrying this, this, this fear of losing these things, mm. right? And it's literally a weight. And I think we don't realize that as we add more things into this backpack or whatever we have on our back, right? It just gets heavier and heavier. And then we wonder why we fear change, mm. right? Because we've got this huge weight, like, mm. Change does not work well with weight, mm -mm. right? Like no. if we look at the things that change the least, they're the heaviest things, mm. right? The mm. mountains, mm. Uh, you know, the ocean, like mm. they don't really, they're so heavy, mm. but things like clouds, right? are constantly, mm. so if you want to like lean into change, you've almost got to like lighten that mm. backpack a little mm. bit, you know, or rather be less attached to what's in the mm. backpack. Mm. You know, some, if it goes out like, hey, something else is going to replace it, mm. right? There's always going to be something to fill mm. that hole. Um, and you know, I, I've also come to realize that change is always better. Mm. It's always better than what it has been. You know, it doesn't mean it's going to be. You're not going to face issues or problems or challenges. You will. I mean, that's just life. You yeah. know, we 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 can't expect to live a, a challenge-free life. I think I think we always need something to be pushing against because mm. otherwise, what's the point? Um, but. Yeah, if if we if if we if we weigh ourselves down with with stuff, and I mean that doesn't just necessarily have to be physical stuff. It can be emotions, thoughts, mm. fears, anxieties, worries, whatever it is. People, relationships. You know, we weigh ourselves down. We kind of are. It's almost becomes impossible to make that movement, and mm. then then we almost need an earthquake, which moves the mountains yes. and the sea to create that massive change that is needed, you know? And it's like, I'm always like, I'll, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do it before the, the earthquake hits, yes. before the tsunami comes. I, what, what do I need to do? Okay. Let's get on it. Yeah. Let's get going. I'd rather be the changing clouds. Yes, than, uh, please. That, the clouds look like they're dancing. Yeah. And they're, you know, it's easy. Yeah, those those earthquakes and, and tsunamis don't look so great. No, no, yeah. not for us soft little no. squishy beings. No. <laughs> and yeah, I think you know that what what's something so powerful about that, about mentioning like all the other things that we don't think of, like that weigh us down or rather keep us in place, you know, attachment to emotions, mm. states of being, uh, people. Um, that then we just live in fear of the loss. Mm -hmm. And I think when we live in fear of the loss, we, 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 we actually are never kind of present. Mm -hmm. We're always in the, like the past bad experiences mm -hmm. are projected forward ahead mm -hmm. of us. Mm -hmm. And we're sort of constantly on the lookout for mm -hmm. the telltale mm -hmm. signs, right? Like, is this person going to leave me? Like, is the political situation getting so bad that my house is going to go, or my wealth is mm -hmm. going to disappear or whatever. And then we live actually in that future. Mm -hmm. We don't actually live in the here and now where it's not happening. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's mm -hmm. not like, you know, uh, right now the power is on right yeah. here in South Africa. Just like, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. 
Um, and I think it's very hard for us to, we're constantly living in like when the power's mm. off, mm. right? Mm. Um, and preparing for and thinking mm. about. And, mm. and and I think like you were saying earlier with like this idea of like resilience, you know, it's, it's really like being able to touch those places, go back to those places of like the trauma responses, the things we remember, and kind of in the revisiting them and the safety of our practice or whatever that is, mm. that it allows us to realize like, I'm not that same person. And I'm not there anymore. I'm not there anymore. No. Yeah. It's like not, so, so it cannot be the same. Exactly. Like I'm not the same person. Mm. So that experience cannot be the mm. same. Mm. Yeah. And we do, we, we like to pull those things into this current mm. moment. You know, we like to pull the threads of that past trauma or that past pain and, and weave it into what our reality is today when you can't really. No, it's kind of unfair to yourself. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know? it is. it's very unfair to yourself. Because I, I know like with mine, like a lot of my stuff comes from like early childhood, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, you know, in those moments, me being like a seven-year-old Matthew is like kind of unfair to the almost 40-year-old mm -hmm. Matthew. You know, it's like mm -hmm. all the work that, mm -hmm. that, person has done mm. that that being has done growth that's happened mm. i'm kind of negating all of that by saying oh you're still a seven-year-old mm. you know you're still going to have the same terrifying response mm. to the situation mm. whatever it might be and yeah i think resilience is this idea of just being present in your current power mm. where you currently are with your current gifts um and yeah just not being afraid I think, and, and that's way easier said than done. I yeah, know as that yeah, comes yeah, out of my mouth that yeah. it is way easier said than done. But it's kind of like, I guess it's like those guys who walk on coals, mm. right? Like there's no way you mm. walk on the coals the first time. <laughs> I'm sorry, right? It's got to be like some sort of practice where you yeah. walk on like kind of hot stones and then you yeah. walk on like hotter stones. And then yeah. you walk, and before you know it, like you were saying with swimming in the mm. ocean, you're walking on mm. like burning coals, mm. something that people would say mm. is impossible, mm. you know? And, and it's kind of like you got to do these little touches, little visit those places mm. and just touch and come mm. back and just mm. touch before you realize like it's not that scary. Mm. You know, like imagining everything being gone. Mm. Like if I didn't have this home mm. and actually going to that place within mm. your practice, mm. but not allowing it to be fearful. Like, mm. oh, then maybe I could have a different home. Mm. Like maybe I could live in Canada, mm. right? Maybe mm. I could move to America mm. and, you know, live a different life. Mm. Just as you were saying, it's like a perspective thing, mm. you know. I mean, one of the things that, you know, reminds me of what you've just talked about, the fear, reminds me of um, when I did the, the the family constellation training. Part of the training is obviously exper experiential. Mm. And one of the things that that I, I was um, kind of came up for me in that time was an experience of, of, of real fear that I had as a, as a really small child. Mm. And... What the facilitator, what what our what our, our teacher did was actually um, get the adult me to go and fetch that small child and take that small me out of that experience of saying, you know, you can actually you can save yourself here. Yeah, you can go and fetch that terrified child awesome. and take her out of that out of that experience. She doesn't have to live there anymore. And you, you know, it's it's taken, oh, you know, almost a year of processing that to realize the how deeply profound that that healing was of of 
And I think it, it goes back to your point of like, we do have to go to those places. Why am I afraid? Mm. You know, what, what is it? Because fear is generally, unless you're a small kid dependent on parents that aren't, aren't there or, or de, you know, depend, as, as a small child, fear is a, it can be a very real thing if you don't have people looking after you or protecting you. Yes. But as adults, what really, okay, look, I don't like snakes. <laughs> no, there's some real fears. But at the same time, and I don't like toads, and, and at the same time, and this is the universe's sixth sense of humor, at the same time, I had toads here where I live is on a mountain, and you, we've got these leopard toads that, mm. that are poisonous to dogs. And of course, my dog, you know, leopard toad, he's obviously going to go and investigate. Yes. And so I've had to get rid of toads. Mm. I, can't, I haven't picked them up, but I found, made a plan. Yeah. There's no one else here to get rid of the toad. My children are dancing around saying, do something, do something. <laughs> and I've had to do something. And, and actually, I don't like snakes. And the other day, I walked outside and there was a, a, a baby snake outside the front door. And I was like, oh, please, no. Mm. You know, but all I did was go and get a stick, bang the ground a few times with the snake and with the with the stick and the snake slithered off. You know, mm. so you know we continually faced with the opportunity to overcome our fears, as yeah. stupid as they are. But you know that that's a those are silly fears in comparison to to things that are triggered from childhood. But but we do need to tap into those fears. Like, what is it that you are really, really afraid of? Where is that fear sitting and where does it come from? Because guaranteed, it is not in this moment. No. That fear is linked to something in the past that that, and you're still stuck there. You're yes. still being kept there by, by that fear. fear. Mm. And and as a, as a result, probably not able to move forward. Yeah. So for me, I was able to go and claim that part of me back, that small child back, pull it into this moment and go... I'm now a grown-up and I'm in charge. I'm an adult and I will look after you. Yeah. And I don't have to depend on someone else. That's an amazing. I love that. And I even love the toads and the snakes because it's a it, it is. It's like even in that moment where you've got the stick, right? It's like as a younger Kate, mm. like you wouldn't have been it, but now you've got a dog to take care of, you got kids, yes. you know? And it's like, I think that's that's also the gift we are given is mm. that we're given opportunities to rise above ourselves, mm. right? And often it's because we want to do something for our community mm. or I see an opportunity to do something for a friend or I see like no one else has in this moment and I, I can find, and maybe that's the courage that people mm. are talking about mm. is actually, it's being able to step out of ourselves and our own paradigm and be like, I'm the one who can do this right now mm. to help mm. Humphrey mm. or help mm. the girls, right? Mm. Like when we saw the spider the other day and we're yeah. like, it's heading for Sarah's room, right? <laughs> like we know, like Sarah's afraid of spiders. Like it's going to go, like if they almost come to us, yeah. like these little like spiritual friends, right? To come and be like, hey, here I am to give you a fright to realize like you're not going to die. Like you're not going to, you know, and I think it's, it's again, like easier said than done. But if we're open to that mm. process and we know what's happening and like with you saving the little girl, mm. if we can go back and see where that fear resides and I remember my dad used to say I've always loved this but he would say that you know your fear is like a big scary monster on the wall right but when you look closely it's actually just a little kid with a torch and that torch is shining on them and the shadow is terrifying on the wall but when you actually go down and look at it 
it's a much more manageable, you know, you can. Mm -hmm. And I think we spend so much time looking at the shadow of our fear rather than actually like, and it is, it's hard. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that these are easy things to Mm -hmm. do, especially the first few Mm -hmm. times, just like you were doing in the family Mm -hmm. constellation stuff. That's a, it's radical to be able to go to that place Mm -hmm. and do it, but it's still hard work Mm -hmm. at the moment. But once it's done, you feel and you never ever have to do it again (laughs) it's done it's like that was the most powerful thing i mean the other thing is is that i do think that it's not something you can do on your own no yeah you know that like for me you know i needed that teacher was was there every Mm -hmm. step of the Mm -hmm. way guiding me through that process because i don't think i would have been able to go to the depths and to feel that level of fear without someone holding yes. my hand through that process. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, that that's another important point is just to make sure, you know, we we, we shouldn't think that we have to do this alone. We don't yes. have to do it alone. Trust in um, the group. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 in, and that there is support available for us. Yeah. And we see this all over the place, mm. right? Like AA has mm. proved that that works, mm. right? Like family constellation mm. has proved that mm. that works, right? We see it with group therapy. We see it in all of these different spaces mm. where a community, a group of mm. people can help to facilitate mm. that healing mm. and hold that space so that you don't have to live mm. in fear. And I think this is where we talk about like spiritual teachers and leaders like that's really what they give us mm. is the freedom or the ability to have this level of faith, this level of belief mm. that like, you know, it's, I am going to be okay. Yeah. Right? Like held by the system or held by these people or held by this practice, whatever it might mm. be. And I think that's what we're saying mm. that resilience mm. almost comes about. It ends up living in mm. us, but it needs someone else mm. to almost tell us like, Hey, it's there. Mm. Let me show you mm. that it's there. Mm. Let me just take you to this one place. We'll do it together. Mm. And then I think after that, yeah, you, you're with that freedom from that is like you're saying, it's like letting go of that weight, you know, like that anchor, like suddenly your ship is sailing in a way it wasn't before. And when it does that the first time, it's epic, right? You got the wind in your hair and you're like, we're going, like, here we go. You know, I'm free of this, this, this thing that was holding me back. And I, you know, to, to be honest, I didn't even know that that fear existed mm. in me. You know, it was like it was so deeply, deeply, deeply buried. Yes. That I was quite shocked when it when it emerged. I was like, I mean, okay, look, I was only eighteen months old at the time of the experience, so it yeah. makes sense that I didn't necessarily remember it. But you know, it came back in a flash, um, and and the 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 memory was sitting in my body, so you know, mm. I could really feel that. And I think it's, um. But the freedom that comes once you've let that go is oh, it's like you're finally able to just breathe out. And all of a sudden the world looks different. I know. And if you look at it, like you let go of that. And now look, you're going to Canada. You know, it's like you wonder like how, what it could possibly set you free mm, for, mm, you know. Mm. And that's really, I think, the gift mm. of it is it allows you to just like lean into what I guess the Buddhists would call your Dharma to yeah, your purpose. Yeah. You know, you're free of this shackle that's strapping you mm. to the past to like be present and do your work and mm. help your people or, you know, whatever you're being called mm. to do. Mm. But you're doing it without these fears coming in mm. and shouting at mm. you. Like, because I know that in those moments when you are caught up in fear, that's all you see, mm. you know, mm. all you can see is the fear and that happening again or this mm. happening again mm. or happening that same way mm. or, you know and I think then you're trapped like we we're saying from seeing opportunities mm. um, and the- your reality just reflects more and more yes. of that back at you so yes. you can't see you can't see you can't see your way through this you can't see your way beyond it 
you just get stuck. You know, and that is again where you need someone else to yes. come and lead you through that place because yeah, to be stuck there, that's that for me is hell. Yeah, it really is a type of hell. And I mean, if you've got enough of them, if you've got enough fears and enough traumas, mm. I mean, you can be mm. trapped. I mean, mm. I've I've been in that place mm. where I've been me trapped too, in yeah. like, and I think like a lot of the people, you know, a lot of people with mental illness, mm. this sort of thing, like mm. they're kind of trapped in a similar place, mm. you know, where mm. they're just re- reliving this this nightmare scenario mm. that either their their frame of reference has just mm. convinced them mm. of their reality, mm. you know, like no one loves mm. me or. I'm never going to be safe or I'm never um, going to be good enough. I'm never going to be good mm. enough. Right. These things that then just define mm. how we interact all the mm. time, mm. you know, not just moment to mm. moment, but in every situation. And what we then see yes. in every single situation, even if it doesn't exist, we'll, we'll literally create it. Yeah. We're like manifesting mm. it right in front mm. of our eyes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I think that resiliency, you know, like part of that practice is just, you know, I th- like like exactly like you were saying, it's just being within ourselves, knowing that like everything that we need is with us mm. right now in this moment, mm. right? It's not in the future. Mm. It's not in the past. It's mm. here, right? Mm. Healing happens right here. Yeah. And I think it's healing that gives us that mm. resiliency, mm. right? It's like, mm. like my mom is, 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 is sick and like she's going through experiences of pain and you know, she's losing like her ability to move in some in ways that she used to move. And I can even see it in that, right? Mm-hmm. She's she's so afraid of the pain that she's almost afraid to like heal and get mm-hmm. better because mm-hmm. it requires work. It kind of requires engaging with that pain, coming yes. to know the pain and yes. learn the pain. And yes. oh, does this movement hurt as opposed mm-hmm. to this movement? But instead she'll just stay dead still because she's so afraid of the pain, which is actually making it worse because mm-hmm. things are getting tighter, mm-hmm. things are getting locked up. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's fascinating how like these metaphors are just like all around mm-hmm. us, you know, and like the way our bodies behave and, um, you know, how we treat ourselves and how we look after mm. ourselves. And I think that's it. Like the resiliency actually is kind of a physical mm. resilience. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. It definitely is. I mean, I, you know, I, I kind of, I, I mean, I can smile at, at, at watching your mom and how she, how afraid she is of that pain because mm. I've been there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I've, I've, and I remember, I think the, the the worst part of it wasn't necessarily the pain, but the feeling that my body had let me down. Yes, like my body couldn't do what it was supposed to do anymore. You know, and it was and it was hurting me instead of helping me. Yeah, um, and 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 that that you know that that kind of almost paralyzed state of going well. If I don't move, then nothing can hurt. Yes, but the more it's you stay like that, life, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the more you stay like that, the more painful it becomes because yes. everything else starts to seize up and then everything else becomes harder and 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 more constricted. And you know, and and instead you're supposed to, you know, what do they teach you in pain management? Yeah. Is lean into it, you know, breathe into the pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, doing yeah, you know, doing these, you know, meditations to manage the, the pain and, and kind of going, you know, they'd say just, you know, breathe into the pain. And I think. Fuck that. I don't want to encourage this pain at all. Get me out of my body so that I don't have to feel any of this shit and I can just go and experience a moment of nothingness. Yeah. But there was no way it felt like my guides had stuck their hand on the top of my head and gone, no, you will stay right here. (laughs) Feel this. Um, 
Yeah, but it's it's it again, it's that leaning into it. And in that way, you suddenly tap into yeah, capacity that you don't really know that you have. And 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 one of the things that I learned about living in chronic pain, thankfully I'm not there anymore. Yes. But is how it teaches you to be in the moment. Mm. Like you cannot think about anything else except this moment. Just this moment. So fast. I love that you bring it because I had a, a, a Zen teacher um, and I get terrible thoracic pain in my mid back and it plagues me when I try to meditate because this position just aggravates the hell out of it. Um, and I would get into these similarly, I would just freeze and freeze because, you know, you meant to stay still in meditation and it would just lock and lock and lock. And my, my one teacher just said, I mean, it's here with you. You're meant to be present in meditation. Just feel it. Mm. Just feel the pain. Just be with mm. the pain. Mm. And at, at first, it was it was a horrible experience. But over time, I, I got to know it. Like mm. to the point where now I know down to like my new details what aggravates mm. it. Mm. I can start feel it coming on earlier. Mm. Like I've actually mm. built a relationship mm. with it that makes it easier for me to mm. manage it mm. because I've. I've engaged with mm. it. I've breathed into mm. it. I know exactly where, you know, before it was like a general area, like it's this huge yes. area of my back. And now it's like pinpoint. Yeah. Like I know exactly where that yeah. pain is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I've got exactly the same thing now. It's like I can feel, and it, it, it doesn't even need to be in the area where the pain used to yeah. be. It can be anywhere and I can go, uh, 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 uh. Any kind of resistance, any mm. kind of contraction, mm. any kind of withdrawing is, yeah, it's like, it's gonna come. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I I get I get it. But that living in the moment thing is mm. that was one thing I remember. Remember waking up to one day and thinking, I have really learned how to live in the moment with this shit. Because and then like shift the perspective, you know, it's like mm. a, a teacher. I mean, I think they are like, you know, like what's that idea? Like the gurus and everything, right? The mm. teachers and mm. everything, like it's in the trees, it's in the, but even in the pain, mm. right? Even in our trauma, mm. even in being trapped mm. in things and mm. seeing people we love trapped in things mm. and, you know, wanting freedom for them, right? Like the liberation of all of us, mm. you know, and I think mm. liberation from our fears mm. and liberation from this feeling that, I am not hardy, right? Like I am not resilient. I think that's a narrative a lot of us mm. who've suffered mm. tell ourselves, mm. you know, I'm not, I'm not strong enough for this pain. I'm not strong enough for this emotional mm. experience. I'm not strong enough to move overseas mm. and do these mm. things, right? And we're really in that headspace, but we're going into it like hoping upon hope that it's not going to be that way, but it ends up being that way because we've kind of manifested yep, it. Yes, we have. And I mean, the fact is that, I don't know, you know, anyone who tells me that they can't do something, I'm like... But look at your life. Mm. Look at all the things that you did. Yeah. You got born into this world. You had to learn how to walk. You had to learn how to eat. Talk. You had to learn how to talk. I mean, look at the things. You know, these are enormous things. Yeah. Like we don't think about them, but they're enormous. You, you know, you had to go to school. You had to learn how to read. I mean, that was a challenge for a lot of people. And yeah. it can still be a challenge for a lot of people. But, you know, there are all these things that we have to learn and that we've, ne you know, never done before. Mm. And we do them and we get, we, 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 we move through that learning phase and, 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 and master it. Of course, I mean, we doing anything. Yeah, now we walk around talking yeah. and reading without even thinking about it, right, as adults. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, it's. And, it, and and that's such a great like looking at what you've like the fact that you're just here as a human being 
it's like incredible that you've made it this far. You know what I mean? Like of all the people who didn't, right? And I mean, what a gift that is to just be, to still be here, to still be experiencing, to still be. And I think, yes, resiliency is also this weird kind of positivity, this weird kind of excitement about like, what is next? Not in this like terrifying, like all of my fears are going to come to pass. But what if all of my fears vanished? What if I was free of fear and just living and just, you know, everything was opportunity and everything was like potential. I mean, that's really like what all of our sort of spiritual teachings are saying, right? I mean, that's kind of like Nirvana, right? You're in this place where you're just creating or co-creating this incredible universe mm. that you want to exist in rather than manifesting one that traps you mm. and keeps you locked in the past. Yeah, or stuck, stuck repeating all of those yes. past traumas and all of that past pain. I yeah. mean, we want to be able to move beyond that. And I read something the other day that, that was talking about the difference between the circle and the spiral. Mm. And, you know, how the circle is the, the, the ego mind and how the ego keeps you stuck in this in the circle. You just you just you just stay going round and round and round in the circle. But when you allow yourself to move into that space of your soul, you move into the spiral, which just takes you deeper and deeper and deeper into every experience. Mm-hmm. And the deeper your experience, the more profound the 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 the. the um, the feelings and the more profound the um, realizations and more profound the joy and more profound the understandings and more profound the 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 um, the wonder of life yeah. becomes yeah um, but when you just stay in that circle which is just one thing yeah and very much like on a certain mm. like level mm. layer mm. And yeah, I think that's so beautiful because also like there is also this weird return, you know, to like childlike insights, childlike wonder, Mm. the mystery. I have a teacher who always says, lean into the mystery. That's so beautiful. Mm. Like, yeah, that's why we're here, right? Like what's around the next corner? What's going to happen tomorrow? And and we lose that kind of from childhood, Mm. but it's almost a return to Mm. that, like coming back to this just Mm. excitement Mm. about like, what is that next layer? Like, what are the deeper insights? What are the things I could learn or adapt to or become proficient at? Um, and rather than feeling like I'm shoring myself up, creating some sort of like armor mm. against the world, abandoning that mm. and just being free to be like, I'm exploring, I'm finding out, I'm, I'm trying new things, mm. you know, and there's no fear of like this eye being damaged, this eye being, you know, uh, removed or erased, right? Because it can't really be. Right? No. Uh, and I think also there's so much focus these days on boundaries, yes. which are incredibly important. But we need to make sure that we have determined what is the healthy boundary versus what is that wall that we have built yes. to protect ourselves. Because the boundary is not a protection. No. And I think people often confuse the two. Yes. You know, we think you know, I set that, I put that boundary in place, and I've built a wall. That's yeah. Protection. Yeah. You know, I put that boundary in place. There it is. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, like we play cricket here in South Africa, right? A boundary line on the cricket pitch is just a little like rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like a boundary for a home, we build the wall. And I think it's more that rope. Yes. Like it's a delineation that we want to keep mm. rather than something that actually obstructs barrier. us. Yeah. Yeah. From interaction. And yeah. And us. a barrier that stops us from being able to see, but also from other people being able yes. to see, you know, so we have this, 
Yeah, it's and when you do spiritual work, right? It's uh, and and healing work. It's often one of the first things you're taught, right? Is this that you do need to develop? Mm -hmm. And like I've always thought, like a perforated one. Like imagine mm -hmm. uh, 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 like rose bushes mm -hmm. is the one I use, mm -hmm. right? So you can see through it. Mm -hmm. Like I, my empathy can still flow mm -hmm. through to that person, mm -hmm. but like whatever I'm helping them through, mm -hmm. instead of it attaching to me, you know. So there's yes, also this yeah. idea, and I think in resiliency too, is this yeah. idea of like you can build up things that you know, like a talisman, right? Whether it's mm. your, your breath work or it's mm. your yoga or whatever, right? These these little practices or things that you can bring into your life that are little reminders of how powerful mm. you are, how mm. strong you mm. are. And that's kind of like, a like like. but you're not building an armor. Mm. It's like you're building this internal, inner, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a light that shines mm. out rather than an armor that clads yeah, you, exactly. you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. And that, I mean, that is what we're supposed to be doing right yeah. now, is, is building that light within, you know, and building that resilience, building that sense of, of, of inner power um, so that we, we, we can move through these changes that we're all going through, whether we like it or not, or whether yes. we want to or not. We can move through them with a different perspective and hopefully with more joy than, than fear. Yeah, and like, and I think that's, joy is such a great one to lean into mm. you know like here we are so glad to be back in Cape Town like it's so incredibly like beautiful here but yeah I mean like you know you can have moments of joy like even in amongst all the terrible mm. things that are mm. happening and mm. and I think we sometimes feel shame around that mm. or we feel mm. guilt around that like I can't feel happiness when there's all this unhappiness around me but those are gifts those are little moments to take a break to take a breather to yeah, full that. To, or, and, and to again enhance that resilience. Yes. Because it doesn't just need to be, you know, resilience is built through hardship. It can be resilience, can be built through those moments of connection that we yes. have to nature or to the beauty that exists around us or to, the, or to those moments of joy. Yeah. Yeah, which I like that. Yeah. There's going to be lots of joy in Canada. Yeah. I feel it. Me too. <laughs> Canada's lucky to have you. <laughs> I don't know about I that. They don't know it yet. They don't know yet. They don't know what's coming. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, I'm just happy. I'm going to be closer to you. Yeah. I'm yeah. so excited. I know. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right, well, I think, thank you. Yeah, thank Paul. you. I'm so, and I'm so happy to, I'm not seeing everyone in person, but so happy to be back and yeah. part of the community again. And yeah, yeah we so thank you for having bring me. You, bring you back on again. Yeah. Everyone, everyone misses you. Oh, I miss it too so much. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Cheers.